2: Well, good morning,
3: everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next couple hours, we're here talking about car and car repair and what do I do about this, and here's my symptoms that I'm having today. So if you'd like to join us, you can. 602-508-0960. This is a live show. Um, We're not taped. We're not delayed or anything, so you're welcome to call again. 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission in Tempe. Quality Transmission knows right from wrong. Bob and Steve are really good guys. I've known Bob for more than 20 years. As a matter of fact, I think Bob started business in 1977 and I met him just shortly after that. So Bob's a good guy, Steve's a good guy, they're not out to sell you a transmission. They recognize that a lot of repairs are somewhat simple repairs because there's an input or an output. That's messed up, which makes the transmission act crazy. I'll give you a good example. Bob told me the other day that he had a Dodge minivan, and the thing would go down the road at 60 miles an hour, and then it would drop into first gear and throw everybody up on the dash. It's kind of like locking your brakes up. And Bob said the speed sensor had gone to zero, and so the transmission looked and said, hey, I'm at zero miles an hour, I'm supposed to be in first gear, so it shifted you into first gear. So that turned out to be a speed sensor. Diagnostic time, speed sensor, labor. That's what it turned out. So if you're looking for the best East Valley transmission shop, then quality transmission is on my list there on McClintock, north of University and Tempe. Well, good morning, sunshine. How are you this morning? I'm
4: good. How are you? Good,
3: good. This is my daughter, Andy. Um, I understand that you guys sat on the freeway a long time last night.
4: Oh, my gosh. I have never seen anything like that. We left. We live in Gilbert, and we left our house about 5 o'clock.
3: And you're on your way to Payson.
4: Yeah, on our way to Payson. Picked up just quick food, and we didn't get here till what, <laughs> after 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> we, I think probably three to four miles before the Roosevelt turnoff is when we just all of a sudden came to a halt. Both and lanes. Both lanes, and it was a snail's pace all the way up. It was insane.
3: Now, I'm not quite sure what mile marker that is, but I'm pretty sure it's like two thirty-six. 235, something like that, and Payson's 255 or 252, so it's 20 miles. You guys idled for 20 miles.
4: Yeah, at least, because Roosevelt's how far off from Rye? A couple miles, at least.
3: Um, Well, I'm going by mile markers, because I know the one at McDonald's is 252 or 250. 252. Mm -hmm. And I know the one, you know where the police always sit? At 238. Yeah. Well, back from that, you're about three or four miles before that. Yeah. So you're at 234 there.
4: Oh, man. And just all the people that were broken down and trailers. And we saw um, a toy hauler that was broken down. The truck had obviously left from the toy hauler. Uh And so they had all the people outside. And then just a the toilet hauler left there, and obviously somebody probably went into town to
3: get some tire or something like something,
4: that. Something, but I mean I don't. They those people are going to be waiting out there unless they went back to Phoenix. <laughs> no, that's true.
3: Well, once they get past Rye, though, it's just it's two lanes up, so there's no turning around yeah, after you get past yeah, Rye. it was just. You know, I've gone home a couple of times on Saturday morning on a three-day weekend, and sailing down there and looking at the opposing traffic coming up. If you start before 7 o'clock, you got the freeway to yourself. Yeah. But coming up on Friday night, I bet it was wall to wall trailers and quads oh, and trucks yeah. and, and SUVs. It was.
4: It was. It was just crazy. All
3: righty. Well, last week, folks, um, we had a gentleman call us. And he said to me, Mark, uh, he, he's an elderly gentleman. And he said, Mark, I've had my, my van in for repairs. And. It's been in five, six, seven times, and they've not been able to fix it. And I've spent twenty-two hundred dollars. And I, I don't know that I've ever heard a story that started off like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I said to him, "Well, first of all, let's talk about what it is you're trying to fix." And he says, "I have a bad clunk in the front end." And I'm thinking to myself, "Well, it only happens on Tuesdays at three o'clock in the afternoon." So I say to him, "Can you make it happen?" And he goes, "Absolutely." Yeah. And I say, well, can it happen at any minute of any day? And he goes, I can make it happen. So it eliminates that part of the, of the yeah. equation.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So what have they done? Now I'm going to fast forward because I have his his records here in front of me. Andy put them in a in a, a a sheet for me. I've narrowed it down to this. He's had three alignments. He's had three front three sets of front shock absorbers. Mm-hmm. He's had two engine mounts mm-hmm. out of the three or four he has altogether. Yeah. He has two control arms with two ball joints. Mm -hmm. He had two axles, Uh one rear shocks, and one sway bar bushing kit. Uh And the noise is in the left front. So I don't understand those rear shock absorbers. You know, I don't know why that that was an issue.
4: Yeah, and it didn't specify on there if. You know, if they're leak, I mean, it has what fifty three thousand yeah. miles so. well,
3: yeah, it's a it's an aerostar van.
4: it's I think it's a two thousand three
3: two thousand and three aerostar van with fifty three thousand miles. So yeah. I, I say to him, our industry's better than that, but you should have pulled on the reins of that horse a long time ago. It's you get to the point where you say to the shop, "You've been guessing with my money, and that's why I tell people that when your shop calls you with the repair, And it's a a symptom-driven repair. You say to them, are you guessing or are you fixing? Because if you're guessing, we're guessing with your money, not mine, unless I agree to it in advance. So if you're fixing, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire that my oil leak won't reappear, my knocking noise, my vibration, my air conditioning going on and off. Those are all fixes because I don't want to pay for guesses. Now, there is a situation where a shop can guess. Yeah. And it's not uncommon. They'll say something like this. You have a Dyne installing problem we can't duplicate. And so you can't really duplicate it either. It happens twice or three times a month. Now, there's a distributor pickup in your distributor, and there's different colored ones. And so you have version one, and they have version six out now. So yours is black, and version six is yellow or orange. It's a $135 change. This can cause that problem. I don't know that this is going to cause that problem, but you're going to spend $135 on a guess and I'm not making any refunds. Mm-hmm. So if you want me to guess, this, isn't, this is my best guess, but you have to understand it's a guess and I'm going to label it on the work order, it's a guess. Mm-hmm. So I say to him, look it, I want you, where do you live? And he says, Mesa. And I says, I want you to come to my shop, I'm going to diagnose it for you for free. I don't care where you have it fixed, but I'm going to diagnose it for free. I'm going to look you in the eye and I'm going to tell you, this will fix your problem. So, he brings it in.
4: Yeah, Eddie rides with him, and they were able to duplicate it, so that was really good. And I don't know if previously the shops had ever gone for a ride with him, because the work order doesn't specify, and uh doesn't really give the issue in a good detail.
3: There's no symptoms written on the work Yeah, course. The customer said this. It
4: says check noise yeah. or, or, you know, it doesn't give specifics. So I'm not sure what is being relayed to the text. But anyways, Eddie and him definitely got it to happen. I will say it took Eddie and, I mean, not because Eddie's not skilled. I mean, we know how good he is. But it did take him a couple of hours at least to... To diagnose it. To pinpoint it. Yeah. We we could duplicate it. There was no problem with that. The customer helped us out really good with that, but just pinpointing it, it took some time. And
3: part of the reason I talked to him, and Eddie's our shop foreman kind of guy. He's our lead tech. Yeah. He's the most senior guy we have. He's a master technician. I talked to him and he goes, the real problem was is there was so many new parts on this talk <laughs> on thing yeah. that it was hard to determine what I needed to look at. Yeah. Okay, so the it's a front-wheel drive van, mm-hmm. and the axle is splined, and it goes into the hub that's attached to the left front tire. Mm-hmm. Well, the axle was actually moving in the splines, yeah. left and right, mm-hmm. and it was sloppy.
4: Yeah, it it was kind of like a joystick. You uh-huh. could get a joystick type of movement out of on it. On the
3: outside of the axle. So mm-hmm. when you take the outside of the axle and you grab a hold of it with a pair of vice grips, you could move it in a joystick fashion mm-hmm. where it should move perfectly circled. Yeah. I mean, there should be nothing there at all. So I think they ordered one axle, and it swam in the hub as well. Then they ordered another axle from another vendor, and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It slid in. It was real tight. There was no problem. They put the axle in. And By the way, he had okayed the diagnostic time, which it, we weren't going to charge him mm-hmm. anyway. So we went ahead and put the axle in to make absolutely sure. Then we went to him, and we said, this is what it is. We promise you. This is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we had put him in a rental car, and he, him and his wife had gone somewhere else because it was going to take us some time. Mm-hmm. So he said, "No, go ahead and do it." So then, when he when he gets ready to leave, he's told—I think he's told—you don't have to pay for this. You can pay for it in a week or a day or a month. Just go drive it because yeah. if we haven't fixed it, you're not—you don't owe us yeah. nothing. So he drove it. So finish the story.
4: Yeah, he drove it, and he said it was perfectly great. I actually touched base with him a couple of days later, and he said that uh, he was able to take the old axle back um, and get. You know his refund there, so he was made whole, so that was good. But he was really happy and definitely said it was taken care of. So okay,
3: well I mean, let's describe whole. Okay, yeah, wow. He's out twenty-two hundred and ninety-two dollars and three cents, so he paid us four hundred and sixty some odd dollars because yeah. there, there's the total. Oh okay? no. And that's us. Yeah. Okay. Three twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we charged him three twenty-seven, and we know charged about hundred and eighteen dollars worth of um, Diag. Diag stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's three twenty-seven. So he's out twenty-two hundred and ninety-two dollars. Call it twenty-three, round it off. Okay. He pays us three twenty-seven, and they gave him back somewhere around that much money. Mm-hmm. So he's still out twenty-two hundred dollars. Yeah. Now, folks, the problem here is, is that you don't take a suspension noise, you don't take that kind of a diagnostic to a specialty shop that does exhaust that does oil changes, that does brakes, that does window tinning. You don't take your car there because this is what happens if they're guessing with your money. So I'm proud of Eddie for finding this. I'm proud of you handling the paperwork and making sure, but here's what really wads up my panties. (laughs) Okay? Yes. This is a brake specialty shop. Mm Mm-hmm. We hear a lot that people look at our facility and they go, "You're going to be expensive." Mm-hmm. And we say to them, "Our, our labor rate is 118. 118. The, the average in our in our general area, 50 some odd shops in a three mile radius, is, is higher than that. Yes. It's like 120, 121. Yes. So we're underneath the average in the area. Mm-hmm. And so, but this is what just wads my panties up something fierce. Their axle was 139 dollars and ours was 128. There's no reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason he needs to be that high. Then his labor was 159 and ours was 153. Mm-hmm. So it it doesn't make sense that that you're going to save money because this guy's out 2,292 dollars. Yeah. But the idea is, is, and our work order describes everything to a T, and he's happy. Yeah. You've caught you've talked to him. Yeah. So, folks, I don't do that very often, but I felt so sorry for this gentleman. I, I just felt like that we could diagnose it and we could get him on the path of uh, whatever. Um, I'm not interested in doing that on a regular basis because we have a, a full complement of customers that do business with us, and right now we might be booked a day or two in advance. Mm-hmm. But the idea is, is that that's what um, that's what we do. We do, and and um, he needed help. And um, we, were, we were blessed to be able to give it to him. So 602 960 When we come back, we'll take your call. We'll be right back right after this.
1: 960 The Patriot is your favorite station, right? Well, now let The Patriot also be your favorite app. Download the all-new 960 The Patriot app at your app store today to take your favorite shows with you everywhere you go. Cue in the morning or Levin on your drive home are only a click away. Plus contests, giveaways, a Patriot news feed, and so much more. Download the app today in your
6: app store. Just search 960 The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Bodyworks anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Bodyworks offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
7: Any Joe Schmo knows GEICO will work to save you money on car insurance. But since money talks, why not just ask the savings? That's me, Joe's Savings. I'm not literally a million bucks, but I feel like it. Why? Because when Joe switched his car insurance at Geico.com, his monthly rate went down and the savings went up. Now he uses the handy Geico mobile app anytime to check out his policy perks. Talk about a win-win and two thumbs up. Man, I wish I had thumbs. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.
6: They just told us right away that we're going to house you, we're going to feed you, and Every single one of his medical bills is just all taken care of.
3: They've saved my family from financial ruin. It allowed me and my wife both to focus on the most important thing, which was the health and well-being of our son.
7: We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes, and that's what makes St. Jude so magical.
2: At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live.
6: Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at St. Jude. And our patients come from all over the world.
7: When we come here, they told me, don't worry, everything's been taken care of.
2: We could never repay St. Jude for what they've given us.
7: Because of you.
2: Gracias a ti. Because, because, because of, of you.
7: you. There is St. Jude.
1: It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt.
7: And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart.
1: It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional.
7: There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do.
1: When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The
7: Patriot.
3: Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're here till noon talking about cars. Tom's on the line. We're going to get to him in just a second. And the lines, we got four open lines available, Jeremy's flying the airplane from the home station, 602-508-0960, 508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto Repair. guy calls me up the other day and says, I'm doing some dashboard work, and when I get done, I have an airbag light, and the air conditioning is blowing all over the place. I say to him, you need a good diagnostician. I send him to Larry Harker's Auto. Larry, Bob at Larry Harker's Auto fixed the truck. He fixed the truck by replacing the computer, but... In order to get to the point where the computer is bad, you have to check, I would think, 30 or 40 connections to make sure this one has 12 volts and this one goes to ground and this one ends up here and this one ends up here. So his diagnostic procedure was probably a couple of hours, which is two or $300, but he fixed it. Mm-hmm. He fixed it with one repair. And Folks, that's the key there. It's one repair. If they say, oh, this will take care of it. And you then you bring it back and say no it's still leaking oil well this will take care of it and then you bring it back and it's still leaking oil it's because they're guessing with your money so it's not that hard to diagnose cars uh, probably five percent of all the cars that we have we really have to work at mm-hmm. but the rest of them and this is generally speaking for really any shop in town that's worth their weight in gold and has been around you know ten twelve years when we opened our shop how old were you
4: the current shop we have yeah. Eleven years old.
3: Eleven years old. So you've been there for twenty-two years, mm-hmm. and and now you're kind of running the show. Yeah, yeah. been
4: working there full time for about fifteen.
3: Yeah, and and so which is harder, running the shop or dealing with your brother? <laughs>
8: <laughs> running the shop, actually. Well, okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> All righty. Let's go to Tom. Tom, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
8: Morning, Mark. Uh question on air conditioning performance, 99 Nissan okay. Quest van. Once I get on the freeway, it'll make 45, 50-degree air. Sitting in the uh, driveway, uh, probably 80 or 90 degrees. If I go, like, on the secondary roads and turn the air overdrive off, it's better, but it's not going. Where should I start looking on that?
3: When was the last time anybody did anything to that van's air conditioning? Yeah.
8: Let's see, uh, it's got new compressor and dryer on it and, uh, you know, it's charged up. No, 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 I I, you don't know ago. that it's, okay. I'm sorry?
3: And who did the work, who did the work on it?
8: Yeah, I had a neighbor of mine do it.
3: Okay, all right, well, um, you, what you're describing is an airflow problem because when you get going on the highway, there's lots of air across the radiator and the condenser where we're dissipating a lot of heat. And then you're confusing it with the overdrive button, which I'm not even going to pay attention to that symptom because that doesn't mean anything to me. But um, I can tell you that – were you there when your neighbor did the work? Yes. Okay. Um, When he drained the compressor of the existing oil, do you know how how many ounces he drained?
8: No, uh uh-uh. So that wasn't measured. That was all just eyeballed.
3: No, you don't eyeball air conditioning stuff. I mean, it's too late now. You're going to have to live with this, but see, there's a procedure that nobody ever does because no man knows how to read directions. So the procedure says, take the old compressor and drain the oil. And then if it has two ounces, then I want you to put two ounces here and two ounces there. I want you to put some in the accumulator. I want you to put some in the condenser. I want you to put some in the evaporator. There's a mathematical equation here that we're supposed to adhere to. So there's no such thing as close enough. Then as far as refrigerant is concerned, exactly how did he measure the, the refrigerant that was being put into the car?
8: Uh, let's see. He had a little portable scale, and he set the 30-pound tank on it. So it was completely emptied, and then uh, the scale read, and then he put the ounces in. I can't remember. what. I think it's 54 ounces for the front and the rear.
3: Okay. And does, how, where did he get the 54 ounces from?
8: Oh, uh,
3: so there's a tag under the hood. Okay. That's right. the That's yeah. right answer. Mm-hmm. That's the right answer. Well, I can't tell you, especially because um, he eyeballed the oil. And um, you could also, you, you have an airflow, you could have an airflow problem. Mm-hmm. That's number one. You could have too much oil in the system. That's number two. You could have substandard or overcharged system. That's number three. So the question is, is who's going to go in there and figure that out?
5: If would I, yeah. would you
3: start
4: with the airflow issue well, first?
3: Yeah, and he's got electric fans on that quest, yeah. so he can hear the electric fans. So you should be getting out of your, your, your vehicle and looking, because with your air conditioning on in the hot part of the day, both fans should be running. Mm-hmm. And you can hear them from inside the the car. So we need to make sure we've got both fans running. We need to make sure that we've got them cycling, and they're cycling at slow speeds, and at high speeds we don't care because we're pushing the air through the radiator you know, at 60 miles an hour anyway. But I would think that that what you do is is find somebody with an air conditioning machine of the of the newest generation. The newest generation is this. We're going to hook up the machine to your car. We're going to suck out all your freon. We're going to measure it and clean it. Well okay. Then let's say let's say you have 54. You, you, it's a 54 ounce thing. Well, if you have 44 ounces in it, then that ain't going to work. So then we're going to put your refrigerant back in. Now there's a there's a key thing there. Some shops are going to charge you for your 44 ounces because it's not the same that they took out. It's cleaner, it has no moisture, and it's virtually virgin freon. Some shops are not going to charge you for the 44 ounces that they took out and going to put back in, but they're going to charge you 10 ounces on the top side. That service, which is the first dipstick we've ever had for an air conditioning system, the first dipstick. Then um, that that procedure um, is so perfect. And we're seeing lots and lots of cars coming in that had not been serviced for two, three, four years, and that is the ticket for them, especially when they're five, six, seven, eight, ten ounces low on refrigerant. We know they don't have a leak, so we're not going to chase the leak. And if they do have a leak and they haven't been in for four years, there's no sense in spending money trying to find a leak that leaked ten ounces over four years. Just be done with it. On one hand, I'm kind of impressed that he had a scale. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I'm terribly disappointed because if he has a scale that would suggest that his technical expertise is up here, but the fact that he eyeballed the oil transfer between the old one and the new one, and here's what a lot of manufacturers are doing, they're sending the new one full of oil. Yeah. So, if you don't drain the old out, then you don't know what to drain out of the new one, and you're in big trouble. So, and and getting all that oil out is not an easy task. So there's, you're just kind of in that bind. But if I were you, I'd start with let's verify that you have 54 ounces of good refrigerant in the, in the unit. That's what I would start.
8: Okay. I had a secondary question. We had mentioned airflow. The, uh, it's got a single fan on it. The year after that, they switched them to dual fans. I never hear it kick onto that high speed. When should it be running on that high speed? Is that going to be a temperature activated? It could high be, speed on or it the could fan? be high
3: pressure It could be high-pressure activated. So when the high side gets over 350 pounds, we could turn. And you need to look at the wiring diagram of the vehicle to determine that. That's a simple thing to do. But it's either going to come on by temperature or it's going to come on by high side on the the air conditioning unit. So there's going to be a high-pressure switch at the back of the compressor. That's going to do the fan. You know, one of the things that you could do if you wanted to is get a wiring diagram and wire that fan direct so it's on all the time, on the high speed all the time.
6: And okay, then if you do
3: that, exactly. and everything is okay, then you say, okay, I got an airflow problem. But if you wire it to where it's running on high speed all the time, and it doesn't fix your problem, then it's not an airflow problem. Does
8: that okay. makes sense. I think I'll try and do that. Yeah. Thank you. that you. Let's okay. get a lot of light right. on it. Thank you.
3: Good luck to you, Tom. Good luck to you. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. My email address is mark at MarkSalem.com, Mark, Mark, at Mark So if you ever have a question Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, I don't care. You can send it to me, and I'll call you back. We'll be right back right after this.
7: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two year, 24,000 mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from one at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com.
1: to Cox 7 every Thursday night during football season to catch the high school football game of the week. It's the Clash of the Titans when Division VI title contenders the Chandler Wolves and the Mountain Point Pride take to the gridiron. College talent will be all over the field for this one and you have a front row seat. Don't miss the 35th televised season of high school football on Cox 7 this Thursday night at 7 on the Cox 7 High School Game of
0: the Week. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble, had speaking, understanding?
7: Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion?
0: Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden sudden confusion, confusion, trouble trouble speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? someone?
7: It could be one of the five signs of stroke.
0: Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg.
7: Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes.
0: Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance.
7: Or a sudden, intense headache that comes out of nowhere.
0: If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own.
7: It's late until... Wait. Don't too... Don't Don't wait wait until until it's too late. late.
0: Time lost is brain lost.
7: Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
6: How do we get a diagnosis? What
0: are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care?
2: Are there any new treatments?
0: So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov, a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What happens next? Where can I find answers? The answers start here.
3: Welcome back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. The date today is September 3rd, 2016. Mark here, Andy Salem, Verdugo sitting next to me, and uh, we're here at your service to help you out with any car problems. Uh, We've got Mark on the line. We're going to get to him in just a second, but if you'd like to join us and have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. We call it ATE. Phil has been in business in the same location since 1968. He's at 40th Street in Washington, and if you travel up and down Washington, you'll see his shop, and you'll know he's been there since 1968. He is a diagnostician that's second to nobody when it comes to transmissions. Transmission repairs and replacements done by Automatic Transmission Exchange. He's purchased equipment to ensure that what he gives you, the product he gives you, doesn't leak and shifts right. So he takes your transmission and installs it on this new computerized piece of equipment called a dyno and then he runs it through all the gears and he runs fluid through it and he can make sure that it doesn't leak and it shifts right before he puts it in your car. The problem is is that if we put it in your car and then we find a problem, it's got to come back out of the car and that's a big process and that's going to add two or three days to your overall time of your car out of service. So. If you're in Central Phoenix, he's open on Saturdays from 8 to 12 for your convenience, but Automatic Transmission Exchange, Forty Street in Washington, is a great place if you have a transmission problem. Let's go to the phones. Mark, good morning to you. How can we help you?
9: Uh, yeah, hey, good morning, Mark. Uh, listen, what I've got is a, a 2006 Ford Ranger with a 3.0. I've got a miss, a MISFIRE, and uh, I've got a chuck engine light, and I've got a couple of codes, and the codes are MISFIRE, cylinder 1 and cylinder 2. And I went through a process, and I got a hold of these little NOID lights, and I stuck them on the injector connectors, So I unplugged the the injector and plugged the light into that uh, that connector there that that comes into the injector. And did that for both cylinder one and cylinder two. And this is what's kind of tricky is that I got my stopwatch out. Now, check this out. Uh, Start it up, run it. It runs smooth for maybe 45 seconds or whatever. And then uh, it'll start missing. All right? And what will happen is that injector, the the light will stop blinking. Okay? It'll just cut out. And it'll go for exactly 30 seconds. It'll come back on and it'll blink for 20 seconds, and it'll go back out for 30, and it'll just keep cycling like that. And cylinders one and two are both doing that. And I went down to the dealership. I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, give the car or give the truck over to the dealership and have them diagnose it. I just kind of ran the, this information uh, to the guy at the front desk there at the parts department, and he said it's got to be an ECM. And I, in fact, I talked to a couple of uh, another uh, an electrical shop uh, that specializes just in automotive electrical stuff, and he said the same thing. He said it's your powertrain control module. And so uh, the dealership said they're not available. They can't get them. And he, the, the guy at, at Ford, said you're going to have to go uh, aftermarket. And so I found one uh, uh, and put it, put a new one in. It cost I think about 400 bucks. And uh, put it in, had it programmed, you know, by the guy that comes out with the laptop, plugs it in and does his little thing. And uh, and the problem's still there. What, what do you, what do you think I should uh, uh, look at next?
3: How does it feel to spend 400 on an internet guess?
9: Well, not very good. You know,
3: I mean, you know, I wish you'd have called me before you spend it. First of all, you don't talk to the guy in the parts department, okay? Well, I and, know that. Now. And, and the, testing, <laughs> the testing that you did has no value, Okay. has no value whatsoever. If you have a misfire, it's it could be a hundred different things. I mean, why didn't you take two and three spark plugs and put them in five and six, and put five and six in one and two? Clear the codes and go drive it. Why didn't you do that? You know,
9: I I, I went ahead Be- and I put new plugs, wires, and a coil in it before that, and the problem never changed, never affected it.
3: Okay, but let's add that to your 400 bucks.
9: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm still so a thousand. thousand still... Now, yeah, with everything. That okay, thousand dollars. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I would have, yeah. me and 20 other shops in town would have diagnosed that thing for you for probably 125 dollars.
9: Well, I took it to and a looked shop, you in it. the <laughs> eye and said, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I took it to a shop and they uh, to diagnose it, and he said after he spent some time on it, he said he didn't know what the problem was, and, and sort of.
3: Okay, well, that's he just showing that he's just showing his expertise. First of all, you have to determine if it's spark or fuel first. Okay. Now, if you had these injectors that weren't firing because the PCM wasn't playing with your noid light, why wouldn't you feed propane to the engine? Why wouldn't you enrich in the engine? Uh, through the air intake system, and if it was missing, and you added fuel propane to the intake, and all of a sudden it smoothed out, then all of a sudden we say, yeah, we've got a, either we've got the abundance of air, or we've got a substandard fuel. By the way, what's your fuel pressure? I don't know. I haven't done okay, that that's important too because number one is is the furthest one from the rail from the and and see we're going to feed from the tank forward then it's go through the rail and then it goes back to the tank and we have a, a gate there a fuel pressure regulator you could have a bad fuel pressure regulator you could have a bad fuel pump you could have an EGR valve sticking open you could have a, an intake uh, gasket leak I'm trying to look at all the lean conditions and the rich conditions when you pull the spark plugs out were the colors of one and two any different than the rest of them.
9: I don't remember.
3: Okay, that's important, because if the 1 and 2 were white and all the rest of them were tan or dark brown, that means it's running lean on 1 and 2. I
9: was was thinking it was the the case that they had a whitish color, light light gray or whatever, you
3: know. Okay, so, I mean, first base is spark or fuel. Okay. All right, and we're also going to look at the tailpipe emissions. So when it's running rich, if it's got high HC, we have a spark problem. If it has um, low CO and high HC, we have a vacuum leak. So we're looking at the tailpipe, and we look at CO and HC, and as those swap places, both of them go up, then we have a a fuel delivery problem, and we have the abundance of fuel. So we've got raw fuel running in there. Maybe the injector on time is 3 milliseconds, but maybe it's sticking, and it's really 6 milliseconds. And that's millionths of a second, and your Noid light can't figure that out. So what part of town do you live in?
9: Uh, west Side, what over part to Glen
3: Okay, I would I would take it over to Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue in Indian School, and I would say to him, "What are you going to charge me to diagnose it?" I wouldn't tell him anything at all. I would yeah, just, just, say, just say I've got an engine misfire. Let me easy. ask you, have you got more than just have you got more than just codes? Do you, does this truck actually run poorly at times?
9: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely.
3: Okay. All right. Good. That's good. So you yeah. just say intermittently this thing runs really bad. Don't clear the codes before you take it into him, so he can see the historical data at the computer, and just say to him. And I'll bet you his estimate to you is a hundred to two hundred dollars to diagnose it. And and okay. and and I you know, I, I can tell you most everybody's going to do that. So and then when you see Bob, you you look at him and you say. I was talking to somebody who says that they know you, but they didn't have really nice things to say about you. Um, and he'll go, oh, rough, oh that? And who's that? And you say, I think his name was Mark Salem. And then okay. he's going to laugh, and he's going to know that you're a referral, but you need to know this. This is important to me. It's not important yep. to anybody else. I don't make any money on bird-dog fees okay right. if i send you to somebody i don't call him up and say i want 10 percent of the bill i don't right. do any of that even if he called me i would say no the other day a dealership called me and he said did you refer so-and-so for a new vehicle and i said yeah and he goes well i got a you know hundred dollar check here for you and i said just put it on his bill just just put give it on his ticket give yeah. him the credit for the hundred dollars i'm not interested in that yeah. so i'd go to bob and i'd see what bob says all righty okay hey mark uh, good luck one other to you thing,
9: hey, hey hey hang on mark okay. uh, one other yes, thing sir? is that when when it's running rough i mean it's constant i mean it's it's all the time now check this out if I I, if i' if I'm sitting at a light, it'll start bogging down. I've got I mean it's like running on two or three dead cylinders or whatever it's it's running really, really crappy. and if I, if during that time, if I give a gas, I, I can barely get up over five or ten miles an hour and then it'll run for that it'll do that consistently for that 30 seconds and then it, all of a sudden the problem will go away. it'll run like a champ and I'm speeding down the road. and then when I come to a light I stop. If it sits for more than 20 seconds, the the, the check engine light will start flashing. It will start missing, and then I can't go anywhere.
3: Okay, time out, time out. Those are both fuel and ignition problems. Crankshaft sensor, coil pack, camshaft sensor, fuel pressure, fuel pressure regulator. You're no closer. Good yeah. symptoms. I grant you good symptoms because when you start giving it the gas and you can hardly get going, that <laughs> suggests a fuel delivery problem. Then the I question think- is, is why does it change once you get moving? And maybe it's because the fuel pressure regulator is bad, and when you come to a stop and you have high vacuum, the fuel pressure regulator is sucking all that fuel into the motor, and then when you get going, maybe the diaphragm flips the other way and shuts off that big gas leak. So that's what that's what diagnosis is all about. Okay. Call me all back right. next week and tell me what Harker said, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you very much, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them. 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. Andy Salem's sitting here next
1: to me, and we'll be back right after this. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station.
10: Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service Getting you back on the road.
6: Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. in two minutes. My name is Greg May and I wrote this message.
2: Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 1-800-613-6711 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500 all from your home. With little or no money, working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-613-6711 right now to get your free tax link kit, plus two free tickets to a live training event, which includes a free meal coming to the Phoenix area. Call 800-613-6711. That's 800-613-6711. Individual results may vary.
3: Welcome back, everybody, 47 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem and Andy Salem Verdugo sitting here next to me, and this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. Folks, all 30, 40, 50 shops on my best car repair shop list, which is on our website, marksalem.com, I'm friends with all those guys. All those guys have tremendous experience. They didn't start yesterday owning their own shop. They've all got 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years of experience, and they all are honest, and they have impeccable integrity, and Kurtz is just like all the rest of them. He's at Bell Road and the I-17 northeast corner. He's been around a long time. He's a little old-fashioned in this respect, and I think you'll agree that this is a good thing. If you're a new customer, sometime in the past, or in the future, after you do business with Kurt, his wife's going to knock on your door and bring you some homemade pastries and say thank you for trusting us to fix your car. That's something we used to do in the 60s and the 70s, and I don't know anybody that does that today except Kurtz Auto. So I refer to him on a regular basis because he's fixing cars. He's not guessing, he's fixing. That's Kurtz Automotive, and he's a Better Business Bureau Ethical Award last year for his category, and you don't get that because you're some kind of an idiot. Trust me on that one. Do I sound like Donald Trump for from that? Trust me. Trust me. Anyway, Kurtz Auto Repair, I-17 in Bell in Phoenix. All righty, let's go to Dan. Dan, good morning to you. How can I help you?
9: Yeah, Mark, uh, I just got new tires on my Tacoma yesterday, and I want to know what should I keep the air pressure at. It says on the new tires, 44 max.
3: Okay. And what does the sticker on the door say?
9: Oh, I think it's like 29.
3: Okay. It's probably going to be a little higher than that. I'm thinking it's going to be 32 to 35, but let me tell you, you can run them either place you want. I am an advocate of running it on a cold day, or not hot, let's say, of running those at 44 pounds, and maybe if you don't like the ride, you back off to 42 or 40, and let me tell you why. When you used to ride your bicycle when you were 10 years old, did you like to ride that bicycle with the tires flat or fully inflated?
9: Well, you want them fully inflated, it rolls better.
3: Right. That's right. I'll tell you something else. My wife, since I started putting her tires up to a higher inflation rate, every time she kisses a curb, she doesn't cut the sidewall on the tire because it has more air. Okay? Yeah. And when you go through a pothole, a tire that's that's low on air or the tires that's on the soft side, because we want you to have a nice ride. And so I say you get better fuel economy with the tires between 40 and 44, you get better fuel economy, the tire runs cooler, you have just as much traction, Um, you might have a little ride degradation, and the tire will last longer because of all those things. And it will also prevent you from damaging your tires on a big pothole or kissing the curb because a fully inflated tire isn't going to fold up and let the rim cut the sidewall. So I'm a fan of of moving that up. I want you to know that every vehicle in our fleet that I own is running at maximum inflation that's written on the tire and that's a cold. Now it'll get up to 46 or 47 and that's okay. The tire's designed for that kind of increase when it's hot. But I'll tell you this, 20 degrees in the summertime, you'll you'll knock 20 degrees off those tires and that's a good thing. By running them more fully inflated than the uh, air, the air pressure written on the door, the air pressure written on the door is the minimum amount that truck or car should have when it's fully loaded. So you can't go below that, but you can't go above what's written on the tire. Does all that make sense?
9: Yeah, it all makes. See, I just forgot to ask them what they put in when they when I got the tires yesterday, because I really want to well, run them about 40 to 44.
3: Okay. If you went to Discount Tire, I, I love that discount, place, by the way. Yeah, they had a great okay. deal.
9: I got a $100 rebate.
3: Yep. Um, they set them to wherever the sticker's at on the door. Okay. And I, I think that's the fail-safe, um, but I just, I've just, i I've enumerated all the benefits, and the only negative of running a little higher air pressure is the ride, and frankly, most people can't tell the difference. Yeah, I can. So I'm going to go ride. out there
9: and do my tires and put them at 40, at least 40-40. All right. 40, Yeah.
3: I, I I would do that. Okay, all right. Mark. good luck then. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Thank have you. a great weekend. You bet. You bet. John, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
9: Good morning, sir. I have an 08 Chevrolet HHR panel, and I've been having the radio is giving me fits all of a sudden. But the last I've had the car for about five six years, and it's always been fine. And within the last year or so, and then recently, it's just getting progressively worse uh fm sometimes i don't get any reception sometimes it's fine but most times it's not am is not nearly as problematic but i've been reading some about there seems to be an issue with these cars in this you are you familiar with that
3: no but i know where to send you
9: ah there you go that'll work
3: okay um, what are you What are you saying?
5: Cartoons.
3: Cartoons is one. Yeah. Cartoons. We use cartoons a lot.
4: And it's car is with a K. K A R T U N E S.
3: Is it T O O N S? No, it's okay. T U N E S. T U N E S. Cartoons. I think you okay. have an aerial problem. Is what my guess is. I'm I'm not a radio guy. And then sounds good to me in Tempe. I've been doing business with them since I was in high school in the early 70s. And those guys are just wizards. Now, if you have a radio problem, you probably don't want to put that radio back in. You can upgrade, and then they'll sure. give you options. Both of these places will say, you have a radio problem. I have a good connection at the aerial. And see, AM needs just something, and the wire is sufficient for AM. But in FM, we need 30 inches of antenna. This is what they told me. So sometimes if you lose the connection on on the antenna, AM will work fine because the cable's still there. But it's lost its connection from the aerial, and that's why you lost FM. But either one of those two guys, I promise, can diagnose this for you.
5: Okay, excellent. Well, while I've got right. you here, can I can I give you another quick one? Yes, you can. Wind
9: wind noise on the passenger side only. The, okay. the all the air, the airstrip, everything looks fine, but it's okay. that side is just loud.
3: All right, you take a piece of paper. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you start at twelve o'clock on the door and you put half the piece of paper in the in that door and you slam the door and then you pull the piece of paper out. And you start at twelve o'clock and work all the way around the door until you're back at twelve o'clock. That'll tell you where, where your air leak is at. And so there's oh. a rubber gasket called a door seal and you're just using there'll be a place where you pull the paper and it's pretty tuggy. It's kind of there's a lot of friction. And then you'll put a piece of paper in the very bottom of the door, and and it'll just slide right out. You go, okay, Mark was right. Now, here's what you need to know. (laughs) You might take this to a body shop, and you better hope you get a gray-haired guy. Because the gray-haired guy is going to get a piece of 2x4 wood, and he's going to place it appropriately. And then he's going to push on the door just enough to do what he needs to do, and then he's going to have you pull the paper out, and it's going to have friction on it, and you're going to say thank you, and he's going to fix it. You don't dare do that unless you know what you're doing. But I remember one time this guy, this friend of mine who owned a body shop, Roy Anglin, um, the door was all bent up, and he took a big hammer and a piece of wood, and by the time he was done, the door was perfect. It opened and closed perfect with no wind noise. Now, the more sophisticated way to figure out your problem is put a transmitter on the front seat, and you have a receiver in your hand, and you shut the door, and you wave the receiver around the door, and it'll tell you where it's leaking. But the piece of paper works really good, and that's what we had before. We had transmitters and
1: receivers. Wow.
5: I've never heard of that before. That's Transmitters and receivers. Yeah, I'm a gray haired guy myself, so I'm all about that. Okay. All right. All righty. Well, and thank you me, know sir. Wh-
3: what? Okay, good luck to you, Luke. Thank you very much. Or, John, thank you very much. And let's go to Luke. Luke, you're up next. How can we help you?
5: Yes. good morning, Mark. Uh, yeah. uh, I have uh, in, uh, this ear uh, uh, AC recharge. I need to put it okay. in my car, and it has a gauge with three colors cyan, green, and red with the PSI and kilopascal scaling on that. When I put that, when I uh, engage that to the air conditioning system, uh, where should that needle go? Well, of course, you know, the green uh, uh, zone is safe uh, area to be spelled out. But, you know, the, uh, the the inside pressure of the uh, engine cooling, uh, the engine air conditioning system, and the plan okay. itself when they come All to right. a balance it recharges itself automatically and where the needle stands i need to quit there or what that's something you know i'm a little bit uh doubtful about.
3: it's okay it's okay i'm not going to help you i'm not going to help you because i don't believe that those stop leaks and those little kits they sell at the auto parts store i don't believe they're safe if you hook that up to the high side, it will blow that can out of your hand and you'll be in the hospital for a while. Well, I don't believe that's what's, what's good. And they sell the heck out of those and people go and all they do is, is cause problems. They overcharge their system. They add too much stop leak. You have to understand something. If we find stop leak in your system, we're going to pat you on the butt and send you on your way. Because our machines cost five, ten thousand $10,000 and if they get stop leak in them, you've ruined that machine. If your car ruins that machine, your car damaged my machine, and I'm going to make an insurance claim on you. I don't believe. This is kind of like calling me up and saying, I have a brain tumor, and my neighbor's got a hole saw, and he's going to drill a hole in my head and pull out the, pull out the brain tumor. <laughs> well, well, this well, is extreme. not what we're talking about. I don't want you to get hurt. And this is something that's sophisticated. This is something that you shouldn't be doing and this is a very dangerous thing for you to do. So I'm not, I am not—I respectfully decline to answer your question because I don't want to facilitate you getting hurt. If you want, go back to see the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store and see if he can help you. Um, but keep in mind, he has about as as much mechanical experience as my dog does and my dog's a constant companion of me, so he's heard me talk his whole life. 602-508-0960, we'll be back
0: right after this